Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And today we wanted to take a few minutes and talk about hiring the right talent for your team. Yeah, this is one of the areas that probably give all of us the biggest headache is, you know, how much bandwidth do you have to get the projects done and execute the marketing plan that you want to execute? And at the same time, how do you get the right people in place that you can trust to go out there and put their best foot forward and actually deliver ROI for the practice? And it's tough, especially tough in a medical office because medical offices have this huge ramp up time to understanding the complexities of physicians and HIPAA and, you know, everybody's different. Yeah, egos and personalities (laughs) and you know, what works and what doesn't and then budgets and whatnot. And so um, it's really tough to find, you know, A, the right kind of talent, but B, the right kind of talent that understands your practice. Definitely. And I think first off, the thing that you always want to remember when you're hiring, whether it's, it's you know, someone from the outside, like third party, or you're actually adding a member to your team, is you want to hire someone that's smarter than you are. Yeah, absolutely. You in Especially if, if your person's going to be responsible for marketing, whether it's writing content or putting together social media or interacting at health fairs and, and um, engaging in patient in, interactions and engagement itself, you want someone that actually understands the practice. And you don't want the person that's like the lowest man on the totem pole by any means. No. And, and I mean, that, that can take a, a long time to find because it's tough to find that right person that not only fits within your team from a, a culture standpoint, you know, that you, know, you, you have <clears throat> specific things that everyone kind of agrees on. They're a good fit. They, you know, somebody you wouldn't mind spending some time with outside of the offices is, is usually a good idea for the culture standpoint but that person if they're going to be the marketer you know they probably need to know a little bit about traditional advertising and marketing they probably need to know a little bit about digital a little bit about content a little bit about seo social media a little about just enough medical terminology you know how the doctors like to react to things or you know are they proactive are they reactive you know how to order a new brochure how to deal with people at a health fair i mean it's a lot so maybe that's not even one person maybe that's two different people or three or four it depends do you work a 40 hour week or a 100 hour week it just depends how much you want to accomplish how you're going to get there. Yeah, exactly. And that's why not only finding that fit is, is right, but if you can put if you can find the person that's smarter than you are to do those specific things or the three or four or five people, then you can trust them and that makes everyone's life a lot easier and more productive. Absolutely. Corey, are you saying you're smarter than I am? Uh, not in that. No, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're all smart in our own ways. We all have our strengths. And that's what I was trying to say. If you play on somebody yeah. else's strengths, it makes the entire team better. So I will say, you know, I know where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. And my weaknesses are paying attention to little nitty gritty details and, um, really paying attention to little nitty gritty details. I like to (laughs) learn how to do things, but I don't want to have to do them. So I am just dangerous enough to be able to build pages on a website. 
I'm just dangerous enough to know how to save files where they need to go. I can do social if I have to. If I needed to put some money behind an AdWords campaign, I could do it. You know, if I needed to do some graphic design, I would at least know who to call to pick up the phone to get it done. I'm pretty good at understanding data. I understand money. These aren't things that I want to do day in and day out, but I'm just dangerous enough, and I've done it through a lot of self-education and trial and error over the years. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point for people that are looking to you know, add on to the team, whether that's through a freelancer or an agency or even a, a new team member or two, is that just because this person, that's going to be their role, you want to understand what that is and what that encompasses. And I think a lot of practices sort of miss that. Well, they'll say, well, I don't understand, I don't know, social media at all. So I like, I don't know on Facebook. I don't want to understand it, whatever. You do this. And there's no real way at that point to see if they're doing a good job or not because you have no idea what they're doing. So I think it's important to kind of educate yourself, not saying that you have to be the one to do those things, but like Jen said, you got to be just dangerous enough to know what that is. So, um, you know, there, there's plenty of ways out there. There's training courses and YouTube videos and all sorts of stuff. What, what is that one from LinkedIn? The new one? The, the oh, training? I use lynda.com. I say to Corey, like, I feel like I need to say .com because I don't know that he'll understand who this woman Linda is that I keep <laughs> talking about. Yeah, so lynda.com allows you to like view webinars and do training on specific things. Yeah, I'm doing some training. Last week I did some training on Gantt charts and project management, and it really helped me because I'm planning out some new projects for the new year, and I just wanted to get some fresh perspective. And this um, week I've done a deep dive into understanding Google Analytics. And as I plan for the new year, um, just getting a refresher on how the analytics work helped me across the board just to be dangerous enough. I couldn't set up the algorithms within analytics, but I can certainly say to you that I think we should do this and here's why. Yeah, and I, I think that, again, bringing that back to hiring the right people is you want to make sure that they have that skill set, but you need to be able to understand what they're talking about You know. Just make sure that they're not BSing you, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, from a standpoint of somebody who employs people, I think it's important to always have in mind about, you know, what are the the tasks that are going to be ongoing that you can count on? And then how deep do you need your bench to be? You know, do you need one person or two people? I do this exercise every year and I share it with the team and I say, look, guys, we are each responsible for about, you know, 160 hours per month. And I expect that we're going to have about... 15% of those hours every month are going to be related to administrative tasks, just keeping up with email and things of that nature. But I do expect that we're each going to have about 110 hours or so, give or take, that we're going to be working on projects for the client. And that helps me in planning out the bandwidth moving forward. And so I know that, you know, we've got team members that can build websites and do graphic design and do SEO. But if we get a big new project that comes in, I got to figure out how I'm going to get quickly um, find a substitute to come in and help us um, bring somebody off the bench. And, and that's kind of leads us into the next thing. If you're not interested in hiring an entire marketing team, but you know you have some big projects coming up, there's all kinds of ways that you can deepen your bench by using freelancers. And there's all kinds of technology that makes using freelancers easier. And especially from a tax burden standpoint, there's websites out there now that you can hire freelancers. You don't have to do anything at the end of the year. It's all taken care of through the website. Yeah, one of the most popular websites is uh, Upwork.com. You can search for freelancers or or search by jobs there. And then you can hire someone and they're either on an hourly rate or you can select a uh, project rate. So, you know, it's $500 for you to complete this, whatever this is. 
Another one is Elance, um, very similar. Oftentimes, depending on what you're looking for, if it's very niche, you'll see the same people on, on both. Um, they both have their pros and cons, but uh, we have used both, and they have both worked well for us. Yeah, I would say, and, you know, it's projects that, that you know, maybe you, you know that you need to get it done, but you don't have the time to do it. Let's say you are looking for, I don't know, a new brochure, and your graphic designer that you always use is busy. So you can go to one of these websites and you can find a graphic designer and you send them your brand standards manual. And if you haven't got a brand standards manual, we have another podcast that we'll put in the show notes today that talks about the brand standards manual, why it's important and how to put one together. Because I think it's really important that you do have one. Um, But you can find a freelancer to do graphic design. And the benefit is it helps you have a deeper bit. So you got your regular freelancer working on, you know, a project over on the left side, and on the right side you got a second freelancer busting out a project. And the beauty of it is sometimes you get a totally new concept that you never would have got for a fraction of the price. You know, other areas that we have outsourced to um, to these kind of websites is if we have a big piece of content that we're putting together and it involves transcribing, let's say a really long video or several videos, I'll go ahead and outsource that for a fraction of the cost because it's not something that's time sensitive. But I know that you know my people are better served with, especially with the dollars that we pay them, our people are better served working on things that are directly related to client that are time sensitive. Whereas we can outsource some basic writing stuff and then we can come in later on and clean it up. So that's one's always been helpful. Website projects, if you have something that really needs to be done quickly and you don't have a, um, a programmer that can do it quick, we are able to outsource those types of things as well. Now, there are some cons to using these websites. I would say what I think, um, two things. One is there's often a language barrier because they're world, worldwide. So you get somebody, for our purposes, where English is a second or a third language, and sometimes things get lost in translation. And so it takes a little longer sometimes to execute a project. And then the second thing that's kind of a downfall is, let's say you're working on a graphics project, and you, know, you come in at 9 a.m. and you've got... The project's been delivered to your email and you look at it and you've got you know three really easy changes chances are you can't make those changes for 24 hours because you've got to wait this is a person that's working after hours so you can't really be in a super hurry if you're going to use these kind of websites yeah and, and i would say it's important to note you, know, you can filter your results to say like i only want to hire someone in the u.s so and we've we've done that as well like for instance um with a recent graphics project but like what what jen was just alluding to this was a person that was just taking on some extra work out in, um, I think they were in Las Vegas. So we would get something, and then we, by the time that we got in, we'd make changes, and by the time they got to it, you know, they were already at work, and we wouldn't get anything we'd until— We'd lose one, if not two days. Yeah, 10, 11 o'clock that night was the next round of changes. So then the next morning, we would come in, we would see the changes. Oh, he forgot the S at the end of this word. Well, then we lost another day because he's not able to get to those things. So I think, you know, even even if you do filter by country, and it, you can still run into the same cons. Yeah, and I would say as you're building your marketing team, you know, it's important to have somebody in-house that's kind of your project manager. But you could build a project management-based marketing team where you've got a person in-house that's just dangerous enough, and then they could outsource a lot of it. But you got to have somebody that's able to come in behind, clean it up, and manage that entire process. And you really need someone that understands the gamut of marketing. Sometimes you'll save money with freelancers. Sometimes you're not going to save money. Sometimes you um, save money, but you lose so much time, it's not worth the saving the money. But when it comes, push comes to shove, you really can get some great things done by using people that are experts in their field in that particular area. 
Another area that we, um, another website we've used and we've had great success with is 99designs. Yeah, so 99designs is uh, awesome if you're looking for a graphic project. So there's a flat fee for all of their different things. You can get anything from a logo to a brochure uh, to an infographic, t-shirt design, pretty much anything that involves some sort of graphic design. They have a category for it and uh, they each have their associated price. You set up your project. Ideally, you're going to submit your brand standards manual as well with all yes. of your all of your colors and um, you know your slogans and the correct logos, all that fun stuff. Uh, you say specifically what you're looking for, and within a day or two, you'll wind up with upwards of 30 designs to choose from. And some of these are going to be very close to your brand standards. Obviously, one of them most likely is going to like hit dead on, and then some are going to come way out of left field. And I, I'd say without fail, every time that we look at these, we'll, we'll run through them and we'll go, man, I never thought of that, but that looks really, really cool. I really like that one. So we'll kind of pursue that idea, let it percolate a little bit and take it into the, the it's round base. So we'll take it into the next round, put some changes on it. And, and a lot of times that's the one that winds up winning because mm-hmm. it's so different from what we would have done and so creative. Um, and I mean, out of all of the sites we've ever used and everything that we've ever had to um Freelance, I have never been disappointed by something that came back from 99designs. No, and sometimes it's just a starting point, and you might have to bring it home, you know, in house or with your, you know, local designer that you're working with. But, you know, you can go anywhere from $300 for a logo project or, you know, a small brochure project to, you know, I don't know, what do you think? Like, Five hundred dollars, I think, for a T-shirt design. You know, yeah, and like eight hundred, I think, seven hundred for for an infographic. On the low level, yeah, and if you want to like move up to the top of the top, it's it's closer to like twelve, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but, but you're gonna get such a broad perspective of different possibilities that you'll never get by using a single person, and you'll just you get so many different things. The best results we've ever had are T-shirt designs for a client that does T-shirts every year for the schools. We have come up with some killer t-shirts. First try, super quick, so worth it. The kids wear them all over town. And infographics, because our designers, because our designers in-house are either in-house and we don't have time to work for 40 hours or 50 hours on one infographic, because our clients would never be able to afford that. <laughs> and then like the designers we work with in, within the community, they're good, but they're they're better for the small projects. Again, you know, you're not going to pay someone fifty, sixty dollars an hour to bust out an infographic that's going to take a whole week. Whereas you can use something like Ninety Nine Designs and get it for six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and you just have so much to choose from. Yeah, it really is incredible, and like like Jen said, I mean, you can use it for anything from a complete rebranding of the practice all the way down to you know just needing some really cool looking new business cards. Um, it it really is it's worth worth its weight in gold. Yeah, it is. And so you know, hiring freelancers, especially through these these websites that allow you to do it, and it's super simple. You put in bank account information or a credit card or whatnot, and you put the job out there, and you look for the right person, and then the website hires them. And they take the money off your card every single week. And then they handle paying the people. And they also, what's really helpful is there's two ways that they can submit time. So they can either do it as like a a screenshot. So they turn on the project and you get a screenshot every, you know, 15 minutes of the the person, the freelancer's um, computer. So you see that they're working on your project or that you can allow them to do manual time, you know, later on if you feel like you've built a rapport with the freelancer and you've got a relationship, then, you know, once you start trusting on that. But 
you're protected, your credit card information's protected, you don't have to deal with it, you're just hiring for services. But hiring freelancers is a great way to deepen your bench for special projects or to bring new ideas to the table. So it's just one of those handy things that I think a one-person marketing team, it's indispensable that you have to have a good deep bench for projects as they arise. Sure. And and, you know, you look at it too from just a time management standpoint. If if you are a one-person marketing team or you know even a small team, and let's say you've got a, an event coming up, and the whole idea is you know it's a community event, you're gonna have a couple of doctors talk at at this uh, let's call it a seminar, and um, you need to get at least forty to fifty people there for it to be successful. Well, you could spend you know the the three to five hours, however long it takes you to come up with a flyer, and if we're being honest, it's probably not going to look that great. Because it's not what you do for a living. Right, exactly. Or you can turn around and you can say exactly what you need and put it up on one of these websites and, and let people bid on it and, and create the designs. And you can come back with something that is just killer and and you know feel confident putting that out in the community that it, it is going to accomplish every goal that you have set out for. It speaks to the practice. It's professional looking. It's going to get people interested in, you know, when they're walking by, they're going to notice it. And it's going to check every one of those boxes. Yeah, great, great point, Corey. Yeah. So outside of hiring, you know, a full marketing team in-house, which we've talked about that a little, and outside of hiring freelancers for kind of specific projects, you know, the next way that you can deepen your bench and kind of grow the practice in, and have a real team in place is to hire an outside agency. Yeah, and what's great about the outside agency is they are just a part, ideally anyway, they are just a part of the team enough. So in other words, they understand the culture that's there, they understand what has to be done, and they're experts at what they do. So you know, you can feel confident knowing they're going to execute on all of the, the agreed upon terms, and they're going to be there for you when, you when you need them. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Corey, when you talk about team. And we're not... We're not advocating for ourselves. We are an agency. We work exclusively with private medical practices and have been doing so since 2008. Um, but what I, what I can't stress enough is that when you hire an agency, you want somebody that's gonna be part of the team. Your freelancers aren't so much part of your team. Your vendors aren't so much part of your team. But an agency is part of the team. And, and as much as you can, you should bring them in to understand your business and then entrust in them like they were the marketing department to go out and execute things. Yeah, I, I would say that the, the key there is that the agency, um, I think just by default, sort of comes with accountability, whereas the freelancers, not so much because it's, you know, they're completely outside, they're just hired for this one thing. But with the agency, ideally you have a long-term relationship or you're building toward a long-term relationship. So there's, there's accountability, there's responsibility, there's understanding of deadlines and their importance and an understanding of the ins and outs, you know, day-to-day of the practice because I think that way everyone is more successful. Yeah, I say we have a freelancer we worked with years ago, and she was great. And we were like, oh, I'm so happy to have her as part of the team. And we learned it really quickly. Well, she went on vacation and didn't tell us. And then she would just disappear for weeks on end, and we couldn't calendar to get projects done. Well, that was because there was no accountability. She was just a freelancer doing projects that she wanted to. Whereas we're a team and we know what our responsibilities are when we work with a practice. And you know, the practice says, hey, you're in charge of the website. You're in charge of making sure it works and that it's, it's always going to be up. You're in charge of all the graphics. We need you to handle the social media. You're in charge of the content. Bring it to me once a month or twice a month or let's talk every single week and we're going to have you in on the meetings. You're part of the team. 
so that then the in-house person is able to go out there and do the health fairs, manage the budget, make sure that there's plenty of collateral materials, make sure that the marketing materials are in the patient rooms, and we work hand-in-hand together. So when you're looking at hiring an agency, you know, look at what you need to accomplish. You know, if you've got an inbound marketing program, it's pretty simple. You've got to have somebody that can do your website, somebody that can handle your social media, somebody that can do your video, somebody that can do your content development. And there's a handful of other small things. And you're looking at, based on, you know, how big your practice is, anywhere on the low end of 10 to 12 hours a month to upward of 100 hours a month. It's just how much of a team do you need to propel the practice forward? Yeah, and I would add to that that when you start this relationship with the agency, you should treat the agency essentially as a new team member. Yes. And so with that, you know how when you hire someone new, you've got this whole onboarding process and, you know, all, all of these forms and flyers and information about the practice and, um, you know, goals that you want to lay out. And, you know, basically you create the culture that you want to have. And to really have a successful relationship with the agency, they have to be uh, on point with that and on the same page with you. And so if you treat them as if they are a new team member and they, they can you know flip through the operations manual or whatever, it will save you a ton of time and headache down the road. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, to wrap it up, as, as somebody who hires people and, and Corey manages so many people is that you know, back in the day, you remember when people would say like, oh, you know what, everybody's dispensable. You can just, you can just hire someone new right behind them. Yeah, you can, of course you can hire. There's always someone bigger coming behind them. There's always someone that has better, you know, newer ideas. There's always somebody that's a little more trained in a particular, you know, area of the business or whatever the new trend is. But there's nothing worse than having to onboard an employee Find somebody that works with your culture. Maybe they're not perfect, but they're a good blend with your people. Y'all work as a team. You can finish each other's thoughts. You, you know, everybody has a similar work ethic. It's easy to get through. It's a lot easier to train people and to nurture a team and nurture an employee than it is to hire somebody. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just to, it's so much easier to do that than to just start all over. Oh my gosh. When, yeah, when, when something goes awry and you say, you know what, let's just go in a different direction because then you have to start from scratch all over. Again. Yeah, and then there's always one person that gets left holding the bag to deal with the restart and it's tough and you don't achieve your goals from a marketing perspective by always restarting. So if we can give you one piece of advice, it's to build the right team and to make sure that you've got a bench that you can, that you can go deep on the bench if you need to. All right, and with that said, I think we're about out of time for today. So again, I'm Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.